When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. We're recognizing farms and homesteads that have been in the family for more than 100 or 150 years. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. These families will get together at the Wisconsin State Fair in West Allis on August 8th for a celebratory breakfast. One farm being recognized is the farm of the Wogsland family. This Wapaka County farm's history dates back 116 years. In 1906, the original farmstead of 45 acres was purchased. They grew potatoes and had a custom thrashing business for many years. Today, the farm is run by Sherman, where he milks 26 cows and farms 120 acres. He shares more about this history and what this farm means to him. I kept looking at the plat books and I found my, my grandpa's name was Oscar. But I found out that my grandpa bought this place that I'm on in 1906. He bought 45 acres in 1906. That's where the homestead is on. And then he, when he got married, he moved here in 1910. And he stayed here till 1940. He was struck by lightning and was killed by lightning. Can you explain a little bit what that original farm, what buildings were on it, or what type of farm was it? Was it crops, dairy? Take me through some of those logistics. Well, they probably had a few cows, and he did custom thrashing. And uh, the original house, the main part of our house is log. So then he added the kitchen and uh, utility rooms after it. He constructed that. And they, I believe he put up the barn, too, at the same time, uh, you know, at the different times. And then the machine shed, that was uh, put up probably the 30s or 40s. And that was from a sawmill down by the river. He took it apart and he moved it up here. And that was the machine shed. So that's how the buildings got to be here. And then in 1926, then that's when my abstract is when he purchased the other side of the road. So that's got another three years where that'll be 100 years. So the main part is 116, I guess. What were some of those first years like for them that you maybe have heard stories about, whether that was wars, Great Depression, or any key things in time that affected the farm? Back then, they raised potatoes. And uh, I remember them saying they used to store it in the cellar in the basement of the house. And uh, one spring, the potato market went out, and they ended up hauling it out just for manure. So they they had struggles back then, too, you know. And then... uh, in 1940, they were down the road about a mile and a half, and it was August 15th, and then they were, he did a custom thrashing route, and my dad was along with him at that time, and so he had a crew that went with him. And they had freaks, a uh, storm come up, so then he was going to drive home, and then when he walked from the barn to his car, there was a telephone wire, and then the lightning struck that, and that killed him. So he lived, he lived about for two hours, yes. And if he had waited three days, he could have had his 30th wedding anniversary. And then uh, then it got to be an estate after he died. So then it belonged to my grandmother and uh, three siblings. And that stayed that estate all the way till we bought it in uh, 73. And then it's, my wife and I had sole ownership then. What improvements so, or changes have been made then from then till now where you have it? I remodeled the barn, went through it, I put up a silo, put up green bins, I put up four corn cribs because now we're torn the corn cribs down and and uh, a few years ago I put up a new machine shed. So 
we've had a, added some buildings to it since we started. Once you took it over, what were you focusing on? Was it still potatoes, more dairy, just crops specifically? What did you transition into? Well, when I started, I started with uh, cows. I bought, I rented it from my uncle at the time for a year or so. And then I had like 17 cows. Or then I ended up with 20 some cows. And, and then in 1973, that's when I bought the farm. I went to grind feed one day and my uncle had just listed a farm at the realtor. And so I ended up buying the farm that day. And that, would, that was with FHA loan. And uh, at that time, we paid $200 an acre. We bought 125 acres for $200 an acre. Of course, then price of milk was only a three something or something. <laughs> it was a pretty low price. And yeah, you're coming and broke all the time. <laughs> then I used to do mechanic work and then I built houses too till I got enough cows. And finally, I told the guy when I did carpet work, he said, I'm going to have to quit because I got enough work at home. So, so I've been milking cows since 1971. So I'll have. Uh, 52 years come November, 1st of November, I've been milking cows. And we used to rent uh, the heifer barn in a couple of different spots until about oh, three, four, five years ago. Then the party that we had, the uh, heifer barn, he wanted to run the land himself. But then that was a year we didn't have no hay for our heifers either. So then it was, uh, he ended up selling the heifers. And, and that cut out a lot of chore time, especially in the wintertime. But now it's a different game because you got to go out and buy fresh cows. I used to raise all my own uh, young stock. But we're getting old, too. <laughs> what are yeah. some of your favorite memories on the farm growing up? Well, I always say I wanted to have something that Grandpa had. It's always been home. It's just like it's always been home. And uh, my dad and my mother, they actually lived just down the road uh, on that adjacent property that my Grandpa had bought. So then my Grandma lived where we are right now. And then uh, Dad would... Uh, would be doing the farming, and he kind of took care of the cows and stuff, but well, he got a stroke when he was 49 years old, and I think I was only 15. He happened to have a manual rodeo that day. I was with the neighbor, and Grandma called up, and said, you got to do chores. Your dad's been sick, so that kind of went downhill after that for Dad. He got a stroke at 49, and he died when he was 60. It's been, uh, well, it's kind of kind of nice to keep it in the family all them years. Is there interest in another generation continuing that? Well, not farming. My son, he'd like to make deer plots out of the whole works. But I says, as long as I'm able to, it ain't going to happen. It's going to be all, I'll be all farming it yet. I like to work the ground. This year, it's going to be a real challenge because we haven't had rain. We're in a drought area. They always say you got to be so big to make it. Well, if you take care of what you got, it works. You know, big isn't everything. I feel. We've always milked, uh, most I ever milked was 32 cows, and then that was in the shift. Otherwise, the barn holds 26. And if you take, they always say, you take care of the cows, they'll take care of you, you know. And when you put the money in the ground, don't don't expect any more out of it than what you put into it. If you uh, get everything to limit, well, the Lord blesses you no matter what. That's how we look at it. It's all up to the Lord. So that's one thing you got to keep in mind. How many acres yeah. and cows do you have today? I got 26 cows and I own 120 acres. I'd sold five acres to my son uh, a few years ago so he could build a house. And that uh, he built that on a field that 
we call the Rocky Mountain, and we ended up taking a caterpillar, and we raked the whole field to get the stones, and then he built a house and built a big stone back and retaining wall for his new house. <laughs> That's the generation. So it's kind of nice to have one of the boys close to us. This year we got 42 acres of corn and 50, some acres of hay and like 12 acres of oats, and, and that's some of it would rent ground. We rent probably... 25 acres, maybe, something like that. It's been good. I don't care to go to town. I like where I am. I like being in the open area. And uh, eventually, I suppose, we'll have to... I don't care to rent the ground out of it. I don't have to. As long as I'm able to take care of it, I'm going to do it myself. You know, the east side of our barn, the boards were so bad. So we ended up putting all new boards on the east side of the barn this spring. That got got to be quite an undertaking. But it's... The neighbor had one of them man lifts over there, and it was sitting there, and I says, well, what do you want for rent? And I had, like, three days to get things going, and we had a crew, and, like, three four days, we ended up putting all new wood on the side of the barn. And, of course, then after that, I went around with that lift to renail some of the boards and, you know, fix things up. I didn't want, I didn't get it painted because we got to let it sit for about a year so the wood gets weathered, so the paint sticks. That's uh, the biggest improvement right now, other than... And then when we had the machine shed that my grandpa had that got so deteriorated, we ended up putting a new shed, and that's 48 by 80, and it's a 50-foot side. It was a nice, nice machine shed. And then uh, kind of fixed the house up. I got a got new siding I want to put in the house yet. And it seems like there's no end to what you can do. But it's, it, it's home. That's just the way it is. It might not be a fancy place, but it's home. That's what I like about it. Sherman Wogsland shares the story of his family farm in Wapaka County. The Century and Susquecentennial Farm Program originated as part of Wisconsin's centennial celebration in 1948. Each year, about 100 properties are honored. You can listen to more of these farm stories at MidwestFarmReport.com. These stories are brought to you courtesy of Compere Financial. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.